fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I am Reese. And I am Carly. And this is To, to Ellen and Back. back. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Here we are for another <laughs> one of these. Another one of these podcasts where we recap every episode of The L Word while sitting on my ground. My ground. <laughs> Reese records from the ground. I record from a swivelly desk chair. And yeah. that's all you need to know about us, probably. That, yeah, that's pretty much that's it. I'm sitting thing. on a pillow also, though. Well, that's it's good. A pillow. I put a pillow on the ground. So you're not on like a hard floor. No, because um, then my butt bones stick like they start to hurt, you know? Yeah, I totally. I know. I know all about that. About butt bones? Well, yeah. Sometimes if I sit down for too long, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have a pillow. Um, thank you all for joining us again. <laughs> uh, we are still sheltering in our individual homes um so that's cool and it was not difficult at all to coordinate the technology this time you know technology <laughs> is like a whole thing you know it's like yeah technology Whoa. is like a bird. wires like the sky networks uh, networks computer um, searches computers upgrading the mode. server in tech yes. mode it's all you know connected like, it's interconnected it's all, yeah yeah like the like our chart you've brought it back around yeah 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 <laughs> today's episode the season four episode nine entitled lacy lilting lyrics um this is i think where they started running out of l words <laughs> right i well, but they put three in this title. No, I know. But this is a Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young lyric. Oh, it is? Yeah, I Googled it. Um, wow. Quick corrections corner. Yes, we've <laughs> we've been informed that the cold open of 407 last week was a reference to the film Carrie. Carrie. I grew up not watching horror films because I was too scared, so I don't know any of those references. And I've only become a fan of horror movies in my late 30s. That's I did where I'm see at. Carrie um, because I had a friend who was really into horror movies, although I okay. myself also grew up not watching them. Yeah. And it was a great film. And we also went to the theater and saw the remake, which was terrible. Great. Um, That's my review and I'm sticking to it. Perfect. I'm glad we're also reviewing horror movies on this yeah. podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I'm guessing this title maybe refers to what's about to happen in the cold open with all these <laughs> lyrics but we'll get to that this episode yeah. was written by shireen davis and directed by bronwyn her. hughes bronwyn hughes most recently directed episode 401 um and has directed a bunch of episodes of the show uh and this originally aired march 4th 2007 what a time what a time now wow you might be thinking to yourselves reese <sighs> and carly are just here on this facetime call by themselves but you would be wrong you would be you would be wrong. We've got a we super special guest alone. today. Do you want to oh, introduce yeah, yourself? Yeah, hi. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, you guys couldn't see me. I pointed at myself as if you could see me, but obviously you're only hearing right. my voice. Um, but it was really cute. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I'm Carmen Phillips. I am the senior editor of autostraddle.com. 
which also hosts this lovely podcast you're all listening to. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And I don't know what else I'm supposed to tell you, but I love Tasha with the fire of a thousand suns. And yeah. um, even though this was a really insane time when I was invited to be here, I stopped everything and watched the first eight episodes all in a row of season four, just to watch the ninth episode, just to do this podcast. And I watched them all in a day. So that's the most L word I've ever watched in a 24 hour period. Yeah. Wow. You're brave. Listen, I will do anything for Tasha. Always. You know what? I get it because I would also do anything for Tasha. <laughs> yeah. Same. Big same. There's um, very few people on this show. I would say that about too. That's true. Tasha's um, maybe one of the only ones that I would do anything for. Mm-hmm. on this show. So I think that we did your L word origin story when we had that season one wrap up podcast. But should we? Should you do like a like a mini like a mini one? Yeah, for anyone yeah, yeah. Because I don't I don't remember oh, yeah, it. Probably was it there? Uh, well, I listened to it, but I don't remember it. And so I would love mm-hmm. to get a refresher. I'd love to because yeah. I mean, last time I was here, it was so long ago already. Like Dana mm-hmm. was still with yeah. us, and R.I.P. R.I.P. Dana. So I would love to do that again. Um. My Elward origin story, for those of you who are listening for the first time or who want to laugh at me again, was my senior year in high school, my um, Model United Nations team <laughs> was preparing <laughs> for nationals and we had a team sleepover and one of the girls oh! <laughs> one of the girls on the team um I was also was who was also a senior who I had a massive crush on. Wait. What was your country? Um, we senior year we represented Sweden because we had a really good ranking, so okay. we got a good country. Um, sophomore year, uh-huh. which was the first year I went, we got Luxembourg. No disrespect to Luxembourg, mm. but not as much. It's very tiny. Yeah, very small. Um, very small. But we won the previous two years, so by the third year we had like a really Ooh. yeah supremo nerd Sweden privilege. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so into this story. Okay, Continue, so senior please. year, um, a very nice lady who I had a crush on, a girl on the team had an older sister who was gay and her older sister had told her about the show that was premiering called the L word. And she said, we should all watch it at the team sleepover. And so we did, and we did not get very far. We did not get past the first sex scene in the pool. Um, and then we like ran to go take off the TV because we were afraid that the girls who were freshmen on the team were going to tell on us. <laughs> and that is how I first saw the first one and a half minutes of the L word. <laughs> those 90 seconds really but they made an impact they did right? an impression they sure did and then i didn't see it again until i was a junior in college and by then a girl had broken my heart and oh. some very nice older lesbians lent me some dvds oh my god <laughs> i feel like this is definitely a recurring theme of like older lesbians mm-hmm. giving the dvds to younger lesbians as like yeah. a rite of passage it was so kind beautiful. Totally. They left it's them out beautiful. for me. On the, I was house sitting for them because they were much. Old, they were in their forties, and I was house sitting, like a college student who's broke. And they left them for me out on the coffee table in a perfect semicircle. Oh. <laughs> they were like displayed. Yes, they were displayed <laughs> with no note, no anything. They were just like, "You're gonna need this," I think. Oh, <gasps> you're That's gonna adorable. need this. Oh. That's how I spent spring break junior year. So good job. That's spectacular there you go what, i'm obsessed with that i think i already know the answer to this okay. but what are your faves your fave characters characters you relate to okay so i asked ahead of time your lovely producer if i could mention the gen q character and she told me yes so 
Um, the character who is, we will allow it. We will allow it. <laughs> uh, I will answer three different questions. My favorite character is Beth Porter. My favorite character will always be Beth Porter. Um, I think that puts me on the minority here because not everyone loves Beth as much as I do, but that's fine. I think it's a pretty consistent. Oh yeah, are we all Bet Porter babe. fans? I feel oh, like that's I mean, amazing. I mean, she does dumb yeah. shit a lot, but not this season. Mm-hmm. This season's that's just getting true. better. Well, that's also because she's with Jody, and Jody yeah. brings exactly. out exactly. Like, Jody brings out yeah. good in her. Oh, yeah, the best in her. Yeah, we will get the to best this. of Bet is yes. the bottom. <laughs> is the bottom Bet? <laughs> bottom Bet. Bottom Bet. And so, um, my favorite character is Bet Porter. My uh, my kind of L word root is obviously Tasha. Love of my life forever. Um, mm-hmm. just want to be a soldier in the army of love. That's all I want in the world. <laughs> yes. Don't we all? And mm-hmm. the character most like me actually won't exist in the L word for another 15 years because the character most like me is Sophie Suarez, which is probably Hell very yeah. obvious. Um, oh, if you've never <laughs> met me, people listening, I am a black Puerto Rican and uh, Rosani Zayas is uh, Afro-Dominican. So it's about as close as we were ever going to get. Um, <laughs> who like loves her mom and her family really deeply, which is something I really relate to. And I've written about on autostraddle.com. You sure have. What a great website. What a fantastic, wonderful site. Speaking of autostraddle.com, did you know that every Monday there's a post on autostraddle.com to announce this podcast, which you probably don't go read because you just download the podcast. But I'm going to start making, it's basically a bunch of out of context screen caps, even more than we put on Instagram, Mm because it's really funny, because there's so many weird shit in this show. But I'm starting, starting now, starting this week, um, I am going to be making sure that every time we dwell on a particular image and in talk, you know, talk about it during the podcast, that that's in the post. Oh, fun. So it's sort of like you'll have little visual aids for you on the autostraddle.com post. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? That's great. You know, you know, a podcast is an audio medium. It is not it a visual is. medium. But with your help, Reese, we're going to change uh-huh. that. And I'm excited <laughs> for everyone. Oh, I love me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. Well, my friends, should we get into this recap? Yes, let's do yes. it. We open in, uh, it's another black box opening. This time there's, it's very, it's, uh, there's some women and there's some colors. Wow. You're doing a great job of describing (laughs) this so far. It's very colorful. You know, there's some women in lingerie. Um, one of the women in this event is, uh, is legendary European mistress Marina in a top hat. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, and she's basically just saying every L word she can think of. Lovely lissom ladies, lecherous leering Lotharios, love. Yeah, she's doing like L word spoken word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like she's singing in French. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like Busby Berkeley esque choreography happening. Mm-hmm. Is this supposed to be some sort of reference to the Les Girls musical from the 50s? Or because I oh. tried to look for like clips from it. And there was oh. nothing, there was no sequence specifically like this, but it's a lot of like dancing women. I feel like but, that's closer than what I came up with, which was really bad cabaret cosplay, which is what I wrote. I in mean, also that, you know? Yeah. They probably pulled from many things for this in terms of references. And I'm sure those were all parts of it. If there was a vision board, so to speak. Exactly. But one thing that 
I noticed this time that I didn't notice before is that last time I forgot that Marina had said that she was doing a dance troupe or whatever in episode 401. And this time I remembered it. I still forgot. And I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. The, or the scene with her later. I was like, wait, what? And I thank you for reminding me from mm-hmm. 401. Oh, my yeah. God. She's, that she's makes... working with an amazing dance troupe. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I thought, <laughs> okay, the first time I thought it was just like one of Jenny's crazy Jenny dreams. And then when it happened uh-huh. again, I was like, is everyone taking a crazy Jenny dream? But it makes much more sense in the context. Oh, my God. If there was an episode of The L Word where, like, everyone was trapped in the same weird dreams and they were all <laughs> Jenny's dreams and it was like a Buffy episode, that would be wild. I want to play the ringmaster. I do believe that that actually is the plot for season five is what you're describing. Everyone yeah, caught. I, think so. I want to be like, whoosh. <laughs> Excellent impression. (laughs) And then we go to the theme song. The theme song. And then we go to Shaolin. Yes. Shaolin. Shaolin Studios. We are on set and Tina is taking Jenny to meet. So the through line of this episode is that Tina is trying to introduce Jenny to different directors Uh for her film. And they are all white men. Right. Mm -hmm. So great job, Tina. Um, I think a producer's role in setting up these types of meetings is, you know, really knowing who is the right fit. And you Mm -hmm. can tell Tina's just really great at her job. (laughs) These actors, these were the directors. Yes. These were all these directors playing themselves. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Because they all agreed to basically look like total assholes. Yes. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. This scene, like they let themselves be flagellated as like, yes, you're an ignorant straight white man. Yeah, just like they did it. They, this was like they were like paying a debt to humanity or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So right here, we she's telling her about this director. Uh, he directed Blue Crush and Crazy Beautiful. And if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you will remember that they are ta- or a lesbian. You will remember that we they are talking about John Stockwell, who also directed episode four or five of this season. Oh. And so they are. So he's, they walk up to him and he starts pitching his take on the project and Jenny looks completely miserable. (laughs) He, I think, doesn't Tina at some point say to him, your films are so visual? Yes. I think so. They said the word visual like like 50 times. It was just the word visual over and over. They said visual and non-linear a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. In this scene. Right. And he kept saying, I'm just thinking visually, just visually. Yeah. yeah I'm just thinking visually. I'm like, good. Cause you're a filmmaker. <laughs> like, congratulations. That's like saying, I'm just thinking about the food. Cause you're a cook, yeah. you know, like good. I'm hungry. However, I found all of this very funny Oh, yeah. because Jenny's reactions were hilarious to all of it. And all of their ideas was bad. He wants to open with a bunch of tight shots where no one knows what they're seeing. And he wants them to actually have sex. Oh my God. In the film. Oh my God. The thing that really interested me about it was it reminded me so much of kind of the conversation that later comes with Blue is the Warmest Color and what happens when you have um, men who are directing like lesbian sex scenes. And I think Mm -hmm. obviously the L word, I don't like to say, oh, it's ahead of its time, but it was in so many ways. And I think this is really one of them because it's a funny scene, but it was also a funny scene that automatically lit this light bulb in my head about a conversation we would have five minutes, five years later that we hadn't even Mm -hmm. thought of yet. That's totally true. Yeah. And also how he looks at it, he he's like that the MPA, like the MP, how, what is it? Mo, MPAA, MPAA would be okay with it. 
because there's no penetration or consummation. And then they're like, okay, now you're just talking shit about lesbian sex. This is right. so it's, wild. You know, it's and so also embarrassing. The MPAA has never really cared about, it has never really been cool with lesbian sex, that for sure. Like, it's like, he obviously has not, he doesn't actually know the rules. He just assumes mm-hmm. because he assumes the lesbian sex doesn't count, but it, right. it does. It yes. really does. <laughs> it sure does. Mm-hmm. And then the, the scene ends with Jenny just shouting, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's perfect. Jenny is actually spectacular in this episode Mm -hmm. in all of these ridiculous meetings that Tina sends her on. She's perfect in every scene. (laughs) She's shining. (laughs) Speaking of things that aren't shining, then we go to Vancouver where it's raining at the California Art Center. (laughs) Or not the California Art Center, at the California College of Arts and Art. California University. It's the same initials as me. You're right. Carly Houston University. Carly used diversity. We will Carly used diversity. <laughs> I hope that sticks forever. I hope that's how you have to refer to it for the rest of the podcast. Me too. They're playing like a bitch and animal song, I want to say. Oh, I thought um, it was some sort of like Betty spoken word music. And I was just like, I didn't actually check though. It's probably bitch and animal. Yeah, it's a bitch and animal song because bitch was dating um, Daniela C. Yeah. That's right. An animal was dating Susan Powder, the workout person. Which was pretty wild. That is pretty wild. Reese, you are a living, breathing the chart. Mm-hmm. You are. She really is. <laughs> well, I was on a cruise with Susan Powder, an animal. What a That's fun, what a fun and sexy time for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Jody is like with another woman. Yeah, it's Amy, the girl she had the date with. Mm-hmm. And Bette sees them across the parking lot. Does not take it well. No. And did anyone think she would take it well? No. No. We did not. She's starting to think, her brain is starting to be like, how can I be petty today? And her, the answer to that is, I'm going to walk up to them and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just like walked into the building and ignored them. Like she did not yeah. have to engage. I don't think they saw her, right? No. Until she walked up. No. Yeah, she could have just walked the other way, like gone to the building. But Bet, she's doing it. She's just really being Bet. She uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. What a bet. Then we go to La Planet mm-hmm. where Kit is like, why is Angus here? And I'm like, good fucking question. Get the man off the program. Why is no one he likes here? Him. <laughs> bye, Angus. <laughs> Goodbye forever. He sent her like 10,000 bouquets of flowers, mm-hmm. which why? Like at least send a Harry and David basket or something. She yes, yeah, like snacks. An edible arrangement. I love an edible arrangement. Donuts. Any uh, anything. One, I sent my mom English muffins for Mother's Day. Oh, that's, that's really cute. That's cute. But I didn't realize it was like 50 English muffins. Oh, that's a lot so, of English muffins. Oh, yeah. Did they kind of start to get stale before she could even eat all of them? Or? She froze, froze some. Smart, 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 smart. So, yeah, they'll smart last mom. for some time. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's my mom. She's a smarty. Smart lady. Smart lady. One of the um, notes says that my sorrow is as deep as my love for you. Ew. Because not ew. only did he send her, I know, <laughs> not only did he send her a thousand flowers and bouquets of shit, but each one had a different note. Just stop doing the notes, man. She's not going to read the notes. Oh, Jenny Schechter She's levels of ew. Notes. ew. Ew, ew, yeah. ew. Yeah. Ew. I think we should just take that sound bite of Jenny saying ew and just use that as like a, a bit now because it's apt. Ew. Then Kit, uh, she looks long and hard at a vodka bottle, thinking, uh, should I drink this? And we're like, I hope not. Then Please don't. Poppy shows up. With more flowers. With flowers. More flowers. With, with even more flowers. 
but these are better because they're from a woman (laughs) yeah she's like oh wow oops i guess i someone beat me to it and she kind of like is trying to do all her poppy stuff with uh kit and kit is not into it yeah but i think what she says is really cute yeah i don't know i really like poppy and kit i feel like not everyone maybe does on the kind of it's tied to obviously Kit's kind of relapse with her addiction, but I always really enjoy yeah. their dynamic. I feel like I do too. Yeah. There's something mm-hmm. very, I don't know. It starts with like when she's like, Poppy, get me out of here in the episode before. And yep. yeah. and it goes right through. And like when Poppy, like, you know, allows her to sleep and like tells her to sleep well. And then the next day she shows up with these flowers and Kit like looks right through that armor. You know what I mean? Kit's like, you can stop yeah. all this yeah. player bullshit right now. And I don't know. It just, yeah. I love it. I love it too. It's it's really nice, especially coming out of the Angus situation for her. Yeah. It's like could not be more of an opposite. And it is so nice to see someone like being good to Kit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Angus yeah. is just the fucking worst. And uh yeah, yeah it was just it she was I like them together. The it's really cute. It's so cute. When you gonna stop that? Stop what? All oh, that poppy you know thing do you know the other night i saw a different side of poppy a side that was deeper and warmer you know not that poppy player thing you do to death you know if there was if there was a poppy that I'd be attracted to. That would be the poppy that would rock my world. That's a great quote. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Then we go to Alice's to the iconic image. <laughs> the overhead <laughs> shot. Hyperventilating. I, have, I really hyperventilated um, visually. You guys couldn't see it. <laughs> it's that overhead shot of them <sighs> in bed together, like tangled up in each other. Yes. I literally uh, wrote down the minute Alice. break when it happens. That's how obsessed I was in my notes. <laughs> I love that shot so much. I want to take it. Okay, you know that famous shot of like the two lesbians and they're in like the t-shirt with their underwear that's like on every college. The kiss. Oh, that yeah. the kiss. one. Yes. I want yes. them to take this picture of Tasha and Alice and make it poster size. Mm. So I can like oh, hang yeah. it in my actual very adult yes. bedroom like a college student would do in a dorm. That's how I feel about That is it. such oh a good idea. Right? Yeah. Oh, so Showtime. You guys could be making Sarah, some up. serious coin on this. Come on, guys. Get it together. <laughs> Always thinking about That's that. You, yeah, we need that in the merch store. Merchant dies. <sighs> so good. Okay. I if we it. could do it, we would do it, but we can't. Only yeah. Showtime can do it. So they have to do it. Yeah, Showtime, do they it. They have to do it. If you're still listening, just do it. <laughs> Their skin is perfect. Oh, it's so beautiful. And yeah. radiant. Radiant, Everyone looks skin. amazing, especially for what seems to be first thing in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice says that she heard Tasha saying someone's name in her sleep, uh, Lisa. So here we again have the L word recycling names. Yep. And Alice is like, is that your ex? And Tasha's like, nope. Not the ex. <laughs> <laughs> and says so someone she served with in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Helena busts in wearing a fucking sombrero. <laughs> sombrero. Listen. Wasn't she just in Spain? The fuck. Mallorca. Yeah. I can't with the L word. I it's so Guys, hard. What the fuck? Also, it's, so hard. it's not like it's like a comfy little hat that was, that's like if you're coming back from the airport, they'd be like, I want to be wearing the sombrero that I bought in Spain. Can you imagine trying to wear a large sombrero on an entire like transatlantic <laughs> flight? 
Yeah. That'd it's when terrible. she gets home, she takes it off. Like, oh, I guess I'll put the sombrero away. <laughs> you know, like what? Why? What, what's going on? Also, is a sombrero a Spanish thing, like of Spain? No, not to I, my knowledge. No, it's a Mexican thing. I, right, never, that's what I thought. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Yeah, so like, so <laughs> she went to New York and then to Spain and then back uh-huh. and somehow got a, uh, acquired a sombrero. Acquired a large sombrero in her travels. Maybe at duty free. Yeah, I was gonna say like the airport. Maybe that's actually from Los Angeles. That might oh, be a probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually that would make more sense. <laughs> that would make much worse. sense. It's a Los Angeles sombrero. So, That's what it is. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so she yeah. comes on into the bedroom <laughs> and says she won $150,000 playing poker. And Alice is like, well, where's your share of it? Which I think is funny because Catherine last episode was like, show me the money. Show me the money. But is she showing Helena the money? Because it kind of seems like Ooh. she isn't. She's Ooh. not. This appears to be a very one-sided arrangement. <laughs> Like, I have like $500 in my vagina, but the rest of it, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure where it is. TBD. I think one of the TBD. things I love most about that scene, though, is like when Helena first busts in, you can see a different reaction right away with Tasha and Alice. Like, Alice is very chill. Like, yeah. oh, hi, what are sure. you doing? And like, Tasha dives under the covers and then yep. like pulls them up <laughs> as far as humanly possible to her chin. Yeah. Full like human burrito. <laughs> And then, like, tries to slyly put her T-shirt on while still covered with the covers. And I just, I don't know, I think it just really, first of all, it captures their relationship so well. But also really, for me, I mean, it comes up as the show keeps going in this episode, but, like, how Tasha's such an outsider still in that circle. And, like, Mm -hmm. not, I mean, not just, I mean, like, in so many ways an outsider, but also, like, with their social interactions. Just has no concept Mm -hmm. of, like, oh, we just had sex and we're, like, sharing our beautiful morning afterglow. Please come jump right in here sure mm-hmm. but it's so cute yeah. that she jumps right in i know yeah it reminded me of camp sometimes when we would have oh mornings God. like that where someone yeah. like you'd be in like a you know with whoever you're with and then everyone like kind of piles in and sits on your bed and everyone's talking and yeah i love i love that it's a dynamic i love it's one of the reasons when um i was invited to be on this particular episode i was like this is one of my favorite ones of the whole series and i think so often i think of the episode before because the sex scene is so iconic um but we can talk about it as it keeps going, but the friendships in this episode are just so beautifully drawn and it makes me like really happy yeah, to see I know. queer friendships. I think they're just as important as queer romance and I love to see it. I completely yeah. agree. Reese and I always talk about like how our favorite scenes on the L word are like the friendship scenes, like when it's like mm-hmm. a big group of the friend group and they're just like, mm-hmm. you can tell that half the dialogue is probably improvised and they're just like existing yeah. and being with each other. And it's, that's when the show is absolutely at its best. 100%. Like when it just lets these like charismatic people who care about each other actually be together. And like, you know, the Leonard of it all is annoying. But like <laughs> the fact that they're all like sitting in Alice's bed, this whole episode is wonderful. It's, it's so, so fucking cute. cute. Okay. You it's can keep great. going. I just had to say it. I was really excited. Oh, no. We will come back to this yeah. for sure. Much like the episode. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're all coming back. Yeah. Then we go to Bet's pool. Where Jared and Shay are in the pool and Paige and Shane talk about her dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's an exposition scene. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Which it's like, it's an exposition exposition scene almost more for the character of Paige than it is for the mm. audience. Right. Yeah. Which is weird because the audience. Weird, right? Usually you would write an <laughs> exposition scene to fill in the people watching, but we already mm. know this plot. And I don't necessarily know it's necessary that we watch Paige learn it. Yeah. 
It could uh there there were other ways to do it, but you know, what whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> Shane's dad is staying in some shithole in Hollywood. Um Carla is out of the picture um and she doesn't know what her dad wants yet. Yeah. Okay. So we go back to Alice's and Poppy is also here now. Um all four of them are in Alice's bed and it's adorable and Alice is very worried about Helena, which I am also very worried about Helena. Mm-hmm. Um, but Poppy's like, she's fine. Look at her. She's fine. And then uh, Alice and Poppy start giving Tasha and Helena a hard time because they both are clearly very into someone right now. Helena is really into Catherine and Poppy's really into Kit, but no one knows that it's Kit and right. Poppy does not tell them. But it's so great because also Tasha's the one that reads her, right? Like at first everyone's yeah. like, oh, Poppy's like this. And Tasha's like, no you're into someone and they're yep. like they're like they don't know you like this but i do and right that's tell. like mm-hmm. it's best so, friend knowledge yes yeah. and i loved it it's just such mm-hmm. a good best friend moment especially because i mean no spoilers for the future of the show but like i don't know i feel like i always love their dynamic and it's also one of the times this is i am generally am not a fan of poppy i think that uh-huh. um in a lot of ways her character is a really racist stereotype and definitely deserves to be kind of staying on the outward cutting room floor in like mm-hmm. long term. But this episode happens to be one of my favorite Poppy episodes across the board because you get to see her soft yeah. with Kit. You get to see genuine friendship with her and Tasha. And mm-hmm. much like Kit, if this had been the version of Poppy who had stayed, this is the version of Poppy I could have fallen mm-hmm. in love with. Man. That is so true. Very true. <laughs> so they're all talking and whatever and then the doorbell rings and alice is like now who the fuck is here uh it's phyllis's husband leonard yes (laughs) and he does not look good no he looks a little intoxicated a little little bit rumpled (laughs) he's in a suit but it's like the suit is sort of like just hanging out on him it's seen better days and so has he it's seen better days he's seen better days (laughs) i mean he's a grown man yeah Mm -hmm. a grown man Super grown. But before we can get too deep into that, um, we go to Shenny's where uh, dad is like looking around the apartment being like, oh, you have a nice place. Goes to the bookshelf, pulls a book off the shelf. What book is it, everybody? At first I thought it was Generation X by Douglas Copeland. It's not. <laughs> it is uh, <clears throat> some of her parts. By Jennifer Schechter. Oh. <laughs> he just picks it up and kind of like walks around with it. Are we supposed to think that he recognized the book? Like the way he picks right? it up is like he he like refers to it. He's like, oh, you got roommates. Yeah. And I was like, what the yeah, fuck like, does that oh, mean? I guess. How do we interpret that? One, you know the author and you assume that she lives here. Two, you know that Shane can't read. So you don't know why there are books yeah. in the house. Three, I uh-huh. give up. <laughs> <sighs> okay, Mr. Uh... McCutcheon. And then he sees Paige okay. and he's like, who's that? Hello. And he's like, you're a McCutcheon for sure. Blah. It's gross. All gross. So gross. He's like, you're a McCutcheon. We always find a way to bounce back and a pretty girl to put our shit back together or Blah. something. And Shane, Big, like, yeah. honestly, Shane's comeback is really weak. Like, she's like, I'm nothing like you. How dare you? You come into my house and you sit there and you build yourself up because you're a pathetic fuck. And it's like, it's not okay. the best. But Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so guess what? He's here to take Shay back to wherever they're from. Oregon. Oregon. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would have put $100 on Iowa and lost. Well, there you go. They they already had medicinal marijuana there at this point in Oregon, I think. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 
Shane's like, you abandoned him. And I guess her dad's saying that he didn't. He left her with, Car- he left Shay with Carla and Carla abandoned him. Yes. That's his, but that's his whole left. defense. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And Shane is like, I'll fight you in court for it. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and, uh, and so he says that she won't win if they go to court because she has a criminal record. Okay. I have to say so- this. It is the most supremely fucked up thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but at least one of the reasons Shane has a record is because Shane had to do sex work as a young person because Shane was left out on the street by her parents. And it really pissed ding, me ding, off. Ding. And I was like, I cannot believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, that was, I really don't have much more to add to the rant than what I just shared. But like to take something that you know for a fact is because of your own shitty parenting that left your kid without mm-hmm. resources. And then like taking the thing that she did to build a life for herself and then throw it in her face that you can have back the kid you just abandoned has to be one of the shittiest Mm -hmm. things I've ever seen in the history of parenting. It's also very convoluted and, (laughs) and absolutely so shitty. Like, like he came all the way down the coast just to fuck this up. Like, fuck this guy. Also, he plays on her awareness that the foster care system sucks. Yes. Like he, he, like, which is, again, because he abandoned her as a child. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. you know how bad that is, you know? And it's like, dude, also, how does he not have a criminal record? No way that dude doesn't yeah. have a criminal record. Exactly. There's no way. Zero percent. absolutely no way. He's just, you, he just knows that Shane doesn't know about it. That's the only Shane advantage he has like, in this conversation. Yeah. Right. There's- Shane should have been like, yeah, well, we were all protesting the art show at this at the CAC. It wasn't just me who got arrested. <laughs> provocations we were all provoked we were, yeah, provoked. we were all provoked that's the that was the show we were provoked we were we provoked we had to do we were provoked <laughs> it, it's legal if you're provoked just ask bet she knows everything she's well, very smart wait quick question do you think when i was watching this the first thing mm-hmm. i thought of was like when shane's like i'll take you to court the first thing i thought of was like joyce wishnia like kool-aid man like running through the wall of the house <laughs> Like, oh yeah, let's go to court, you know? <laughs> Joyce Wishney would love this. So much. A, a young lesbian who's like putting her life together versus a shitty white man. Oh yeah. She oh, would. Joyce, Joyce would bake love it. a cake for this. She'd bake two. At yeah, she two would. Cakes. She, ne- she never gets to go to court, you know? No. She just she just gets to talk about it. She's always all talking the, about all it. All the bark, none of the bite. Yeah. Poor Joyce. To, oh, Paige, Paige pops oh, in and right. is like, Shane's the most responsible person I've ever met because she just met Shane. <laughs> She's known and... Shane for maybe a week, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. Uh, so, okay. Oh, hey there. Did you know to Ellen Back is a part of Autostraddle.com? I sure did. Autostraddle is the leading LGBTQ website for women and non-binary people. Part of what allows Autostraddle to run is the A-plus membership. Which is more than a membership, it's a community of friends that make Autostraddle possible. I know some of you who are listening are already supporting us, but I also know from our survey that 78% of the people who took our survey said they weren't A-plus members. And that made me sad because you should support us and that would be fun for everybody. But we also want to say we're very grateful to those of you who are already A-plus members. Um, A-plus members care so deeply about building queer community that they put their fucking money on the table and they make it possible for Autostraddle and this podcast to exist. I personally am honored to be an A-plus member because Autostraddle is life-affirming, important, and needed. It's like the planet, but inclusive, representative of our community and on the internet. 
And unlike the $1 million pair polenta tart, A plus starts at just $1 a week and every dollar makes a huge difference. I hope that you will join A plus if you haven't already, because your support can help make sure that the writers and creators at AutoStyle can keep doing their amazing work, which by the way, is more important now than ever, as so many of our writers have lost other work that they had and uh, would like to keep working for us. Absolutely. Go to autostraddle.com to become an A-plus member. A-plus members, besides making the internet a wonderful place for queer people, also get personalized, anonymous advice from the writers, cool perks, access to exclusive A-plus content, and other beautiful and fun things because we love you. Maybe hit pause right now and sign up to make sure we can keep doing this work and funding this podcast. There are seriously juicy things you can read right away if you join, and you'll feel really good about it. So go to autostyle.com, join A+. Please, 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 please. We love you. Bye. Bye. Then we go to um, Alice's. Yes. Where Leonard is just fucking storming into this apartment. He's just like, she didn't even invite him in. He just walks into the apartment. She's in a sheet. He just walks into the apartment. He walks into her bedroom. It is the most awkward thing. There's just like, can you imagine, first of all, being Leonard? Like your wife of a million years left you and you're coming here to see this lesbian to be like, why? What did you do to her? And then you you walk in. And then you walk in and there are three other women in her bed. Hot Can you ima- Honestly, that visual should have been it. He should have been like, oh, I get it. And just turned him <laughs> <up>. <laughs> off. Also, when right he there. walks in, like Alice does this like turnaround and where she like mouths to everybody, help me. And then from that position, she then pivots, goes directly into the closet, closes the closet. And I didn't remember at first that she's actually going in there to put clothes on, putting on like a $7,000 free city Sweat, sweatshirt robe situation yeah. um and i was just like oh wow she's just like bye <laughs> and his speech is really special and wait as soon as you that's like oh god tasha's gonna hate this and leave yeah um and she does hate it but she doesn't leave and i think but she doesn't but leave. she doesn't leave i know she actually says she's gonna leave and then just literally doesn't like it's not like i was like please don't leave she just doesn't leave she just says she's gonna leave i just feel like it's such an important like turning point for tasha because i feel like two episodes yeah. ago tasha would have left like Tasha yep. literally does leave. She did. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. yeah. Like literally does leave and focuses on like Alice's front steps. And this is like a turning point of being like either like she was like really just sex drunk or really into the drama. Or my favorite choice is that like this is the beginning of Tasha being like, oh, friends, friends are fun. I know. Oh, yeah. I feel like also because like Poppy and Helena were there and there was like a little crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was mm-hmm. just Alice, it would have been so much more awkward, and she yeah. might have actually left. Yeah. Like, Everyone I would have fucking left. Are you kidding me? But if there's a whole group there, then I'm like, I oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I think but with the group there, then you're like, you're like, let's pop some popcorn. This is about to be a party. Yeah, right? Like, this yeah, is going to be fun. Everyone's <laughs> facial expressions are incredible. And then he's like, she said that the sex was life altering. And Alice is like, well, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, everyone's reaction is perfect. So He's good. like doesn't understand how Alice turned Phyllis into a lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so, and I feel like okay, yes, oh. okay. Leonard's really awful, and in most situations, I'd be like, you know, throw away this entire man. He's horrible. But right, I just feel like they make it so funny that it moves yeah. from like awful to this other place of maybe not quite empathy. I don't have a lot of empathy for Leonard, but I do have enjoyment around him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I yeah. have empathy for him. I think he's in a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis did lie to him. Um, like she obviously didn't know or like wasn't hadn't 
you know, we talk about her coming out to herself later, but like she did start sleeping with Alice without telling him anything. That is true. True. And she is about to leave their marriage of I mean, a million, he also doesn't, million years. I feel like I just got the impression that their marriage was kind of rocky because doesn't he like live up at Stanford and like they make a thing during the. Yeah. Yeah. They make a thing during the dinner party where she's like, yeah, I asked mm-hmm. him to come down for this. So I always kind of got yeah. the feeling, yeah. and maybe it's my imagination, but I always got the feeling that their marriage was like not like not profound. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. that they like had their careers brought them to two different places. And because she is actually lesbian, she was like, okay, that's fine. Whereas normally she might be like, um, the opportunity, let's find another itself. way. Yeah. yeah. Like find another way to make this happen. But I, I mean, of course he's heartbroken. Yeah. No, I have some empathy for him, but I don't really have any empathy for these actions that he's taken in this episode of just showing up at Alice's yeah, house and like making himself at home and not leaving. And some of the stuff he says later is absolutely insane, right. but we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. But, but this does create a very, very funny kind of like group bit that runs through the whole episode which is great so mm-hmm. you know what are you gonna do <laughs> then we go back to the california university where we're fighting once again about the difference between pornography and art the show is really into this conversation <laughs> it's the only conversation anyone's ever had about art oh. i swear to god the woman who stands up and starts yelling was in Battlestar. Probably. i forgot to look it up but i, I was like you're in the quorum yeah, they talk about feminism, blah, blah, blah. And then when Jody tries to speak in the meeting, Beth just fully cuts her off. Yep. Ice cream. And that is bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Petty Porter. I agree with Jody. I, I mean, this yeah. happens a lot, in, even in the work we do, where we're like, well, we know that person needs money, so maybe we'll give this project to them. Like, she's like, Marcus has a Mercedes Benz. Why would we give this to him when we could give it to this girl who needs money? Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I agree. But yeah, instead of agreeing with her, Bet just keeps fucking cutting her off. I felt yeah. bad. I felt most bad for that student who needed the scholarship. I'm just going to be real with you. My heart went out Lon- to her. Good old Lonnie Shipman. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like Jewish. Sounds a little Jewish. <laughs> I'm Jewish too. My love to you, so you Lonnie. I hope you should have gotten money. the scholarship, Reese. Yeah. <laughs> Reese could have also used that scholarship. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Then Phyllis enters the room fully dressed like Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. What is happening with her little... Her little sunglasses. Like tiny sunglasses with like the red lenses and then like like a, a, a kind of like a long, um, almost like kimono inspired getup. Um, uh-huh. Google Steven Seagal. Green. He absolutely dresses like this. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, it's a choice. Yeah. And then Phyllis decides to end the meeting and send everyone uh-huh. to lunch. I'm like, what? Was she supposed to be in this meeting? How come every time Bet is talking to someone at this university, Phyllis enters the room? This happens uh-huh. every episode of the season. I don't know, but I really liked her glasses. I just want to say for the record of our viewers that I really liked the little red glasses. The end. I hated them. Oh my God. I so... thought she weird. She looked really pretty. Yeah. I was like, it's so it... of its time. Like, I think that's actually what I wrote in my notes. I was like, this entire outfit like, exists in its time. Absolutely. It's like a time capsule piece yes. for sure. But she that's and true. she looks really pretty, but it definitely is referencing Steven Seagal in my mind. <laughs> so Jody tries to have a conversation with Bet, and Bet continues to be petty, and she's like, "How was your date?" And then Bet gets a text from Alice, and just like <laughs> stops talking to and looking at Jody. So Jody turns and walks away, and uh-huh. we see the phone, and in all <laughs> caps it says, "Leonard Kroll is in my bed." <laughs> spectacular oh and that is like oh my god i love it that is not the only one who loves it i also 
I really love, love it. it. I also just I throughout this, like I love that Jody's bites back when when Beck cuts her off and is like, you let them ramble on for 20 minutes. Nope. Like she doesn't let let any of this happen sitting down. I love Jody through this whole whole thing. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And forcing Bet to talk. Yep. Because Bet is her best around Jody. Bet just wants to walk away. Yeah. Bet is her best around Jody. And this is just another yep. really you know good what example. Tina would have done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Or she would have logged on to her internet chat with Daddy of Two <laughs> after yeah, Bet. Yeah, to get her pre-cum squirting Ugh, going oh. on for the night. Um, <laughs> all, the only note I wrote for the next scene is that Shane gets in a fight with Paige. That's literally all I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, it's one of these things. This is another thing I hate that happens in um, TV shows. Sometimes it happens in life and I find it inexcusable. But like Paige is basically just trying to help. Like she's like, we could get a lawyer or whatever. And and Shane doesn't want to do that. So like, I think obviously Paige needs to switch from the part of helping where you or the part of being there for someone where instead of offering solutions, you just listen. Mm -hmm. But but instead, like. Shane basically kicks her out basically yeah. also shane's packing for shay so right what a good mom oh but also i think doesn't have they could foods. have gotten a lawyer this is exactly what jane lynch is for like this is exactly moment. yeah exactly the one lawyer on the show so we've got one we've got one it's and joyce it's case. joyce joyce mm-hmm. would have eaten this up anyway <laughs> it just bothered me because i was like but you do you could get a lawyer also because i really don't want shay to leave i really i oh really i'm like thank god this kid's oh my god i love okay so we've (laughs) talked about this also in relationship uh to gen q not that i always reference that show but i really love shade with kids not like baby kids but like i when we talk about like how people miss the l word people are like oh i miss you know x sex scene or why whatever and i'm just like give me more uncle shane with cute little angie porter and like that's how i love uncle shane with angie porter and that's also how i feel about shane and shay like i realized there's something about shane with like kids not a baby necessarily i don't know if i'd love that but like kids who can talk back that i just love and but the thing about shay is he doesn't talk yeah that's true i mean that's just like casting i feel like <laughs> the casting for the character and maybe because they didn't think he'd be sticking around yeah or they oh, you know right. like i don't know i feel like the, they didn't I wonder if he was related to someone because this was his yeah, only gig I ever. It's like someone's nephew. <laughs> I think he had like one thing before this and then nothing and after it. this. He's never like worked as an actor yeah. again. I am like stunned. <laughs> I mean, on my list of complaints about the L word, this is very low. Yeah, but I do feel sure. like Shay was very undeveloped mm-hmm. as a character. Yeah. Like, he really was vacant. Yeah. It feels like they were like. We, what if what if Shane but with a kid yeah <laughs> and then they found a kid and they never really filled in the rest of it mm-hmm. right you know like they didn't really write a backstory for the character and the actor didn't really come up with one you know like it just mm-hmm. it was super one-dimensional and it really was just he was almost a prop to like show Shane going through this experience and being like a more mature version of herself I haven't really thought about yeah. that you're very much so right Shay's very I mean Shay's a prop but also I really like this journey for Shane and so I think that's part yeah. of where my mm-hmm. attachment comes from. I like, and I think in some ways, I mean, I don't know. I really like seeing Shane in a situation because she does it so well is caring for others in general. That's something mm-hmm. that Shane does mm-hmm. beautifully. And I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's true. I just, they win me over every time. We go to Alice's <laughs> uh, where Leonard is like, being a lesbian's pretty trendy these days. And then isn't Tasha like, you probably don't want to say that in a room full of lesbians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 and then someone's like, being gay is cool. And then I think Helena is like, I can guarantee you Phyllis is not 
trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen the glasses? <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But they're kind of trying to teach him about a thing that a lot of men don't understand, mm -hmm. which is that you can not come out to yourself for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. And she said she had an experience in college. But do we know if he knows about that? He probably I doubt doesn't. It. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I struggle with finding empathy for any like old white man who just comes crashing into somebody else's house. But <laughs> they handle it surprisingly well. And I think that's kind yes, of like. Yes, I was thinking that yeah. too. Like they, they do a good job. Mm -hmm. And like they don't need to do that. They don't need mm -hmm. to like take the whole their whole day and do this like emotional psychological labor. labor of like helping this man that like emotional labor like they don't know at all yeah deal with this yeah. but they do and they do it really compassionately and then it kind of becomes like they the the it's it's the performances from the four of them that like somehow make this whole storyline mm -hmm. not only bearable but kind of enjoyable 100 mm -hmm. yes and that's kind of incredible when you think about what's actually happening here yeah. He's like, I mean, what can you ladies do to a woman that I can't do to a woman? Now, what is it? Explain to me the big mystery. Um, oh my and God. Like, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm actually like, feeling sympathy for this man. What the hell did the show do to me? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's he's so obsessed with it being Alice, which again, checks totally tracks. Mm -hmm. Like that is like, it's just this one girl. And they're like, and someone's like, it's not just about Alice. Like this would have happened right. Right. eventually with somebody else. And then like Tasha comes in with the with the like as the closer of this mm -hmm. whole advice session with um, being like, Leonard, you got to hold on to yourself. OK, remember what's important. All right. Your value in life is not Phyllis. You're Leonard and you still have a lot of great stuff ahead of you. All right, you and Phyllis had an amazing run. All right, you even have two beautiful children. But life is all about change. And you gotta confront it head on. Do the hardest thing anyone could ever do. Leonard, you gotta let her go. Get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> You're Leonard. You're Leonard. Like, you... <laughs> you are Leonard. <laughs> she is Phyllis, but you're yeah. Leonard. That was amazing. Because, <laughs> like, the name Leonard is... The name Leonard is really funny in that context too. Like if his name was like Steve, it would like Leonard's yeah. funny. Like Leonard's funnier uh -huh. too. So it's perfect. It's just uh -huh. perfect. And then Phyllis shows up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it says in my notes. Phyllis shows up. Obviously, uh, Bet passed on the message. Well, and good. Phyllis is like, hmm. <laughs> and then Alice surprisingly goes out into the hall and apologizes to Phyllis for getting involved with her in the first place. And for ghosting her and yeah, like not letting her down easy at all. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm really proud of Alice for that moment because that's something she needed to do for a while now. She didn't mm -hmm. handle that super great. No. Sometimes I just look at her and I'm like, her jaw is so well constructed. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like her, I mean, you're not wrong. The way the bones of her face, face are very, they're put in the right parts of a face. Yeah. A face, great skull. On really that good one. skull on that one. <laughs> uh, they hug and decide to be friends and then realize that the apartment door has locked behind them, which was a very funny little LOL. end to the, to the scene. Then we go 
to Jody's studio. And you know who's here? It's Bet. And you know what she is? She is mad. <laughs> what are they about to have, do you think? I wonder. It's a top off. It's a top, it's off. A top off. In this corner, we've got Bet, who just stormed in and she is mad. And in this corner, we have Jody, who's doing her job and making her art and kind of is like confused about Bet. Bet's kind of being crazy. Did Jody fuck Amy last night? She did. She sure did. Did she like it? She did not. She did not. <laughs> Much like so many other lesbians, she could not stop thinking about Bet Porter. <laughs> Well, they were having sex. That should be a t-shirt on available at yeah. store.autoshadow.com. I can't stop thinking about Bet Porter. Bet Porter. Every time I looked at her, I saw pictures of you. Honestly, this is so harsh for Amy. Isn't that a Jewel album? No, it's Pieces of You. Pieces That's of You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pictures of You is a song um, by The Clash. Yes. Right? Wow. I think. Wait. Who cares? Um, <laughs> then Bet tells Jody that she's a fucking heartbreaker yeah guess who wins this top off it's still fucking jody yeah, it's it still, still fucking jody. jody bet has no points this jody. whole season okay i always really like that fight i love the <laughs> i just want to say for the record i love the did you fuck her and then the yes i fucked her is how i learned how to say fuck her in sign language and also brilliant it's so well done i just love it I, I know. I love. I love all. They're all their scenes are fantastic. So good. Like yeah. every scene with the two of them, whether they're getting along or not, is just always good. Like, and I think partially it's because the two they're of them never are never getting great, along. Well, they're never getting along. But the two of them are such <laughs> great actors, and they've <laughs> they known each other for a really long time before being on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And it just enhances the the whole dynamic between mm-hmm. Jody and Bed. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And Jody definitely wins. Turning that oh, fight yeah. back around is just brilliant. Oh. So good. Yeah, she re- she landed it. She sure did. She landed that plane. So now it's at what five to zero. Then we go back <laughs> to our favorite workplace, Intech mode. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, there's a staff meeting. And guess who's oh, not they, there? A lot. Max. Max, Max is missing. He's not there. Yeah, where's Max? I don't know. But no one can speak until Max enters. It is crucial that Max be here immediately. If he is not here, we cannot talk have a meeting mm-hmm. have any no. thoughts don't don't even go for the bagels because no. max isn't here max isn't here and then some dumb bitch texts that asshole Is that <laughs> what's that guy's name mitch we hate him mitch. Yeah. mitch i think of him as a worm he looks like a worm he totally looks like a worm and she texts him like just like a gross text about max and just like calling him it and it's just fucked up and mm-hmm. just like fuck all these people that work at this company and a, a brief note that the client um, was working on Spacegate. Hmm. Is that like some sort of space scandal? Like Watergate? Uh, I think maybe it's about the girl. Remember the space woman who drove in the diaper to kill the guy? Yeah, and then they made that movie and then they didn't put the diaper yeah. in it. Oh, they didn't? No, the diaper thing isn't in the fucking movie. What? It's called Lucy in the that's Sky. The- it stars Natalie Portman, and I refuse to see it because they left out the diaper. Thank you. That's Thank the you so that's the that's the, the whole hook of the movie. Core of the story is the adult diaper. I know. <laughs> you guys are really funny. Okay. 
<laughs> I just, how do you leave that out? What meeting was that where they were like, you know what, you know what's probably kind of superfluous here? Yeah. Is the whole bit with the, <laughs> the di- diaper. Like, God, we don't need that. We don't need to think about a woman Who peeing. Remembers that woman's name? I didn't even remember if she killed anyone. All I remember was the diaper and yeah. astronaut. Yep. Astronaut and diaper. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Max was on the phone with his client at Space Diapers and his boss is a real <laughs> asshole. And he yeah. yells at him about poor time management and shitty judgment. And he's like, so you want me to like hang up on a client and just yeah. come here? Like, f- he's like, we all have to manage our time. That's inappropriate. All of my bosses out there, you know, you should not yell at one of your employees in front of 15 other employees. Correct. That's fucking Absolutely. shitty. Don't do that. You can talk to them about it later. So now we are back with Tina and Jenny. And I think... <laughs> Gary Marshall? Yeah. yeah. No, I was trying to, I was going to say, I think that, oh. I thought I knew the hotel. Right. I think it's I know, the I was standard like, Carly in Hollywood. Know this hotel. I think it's the standard on yeah. Sunset, but anyway. But a weird thing about it, first of all, I was like, Carly will know what hotel this is. And second of all, I was like, why is everyone else at this pool wearing full clothing? It doesn't make any sense. Unless it's freezing outside. <laughs> right. So I think it looks, it looks like the standard in Hollywood. Anyway. Or West Hollywood. Uh, so Tina has brought Jenny to meet with the legendary Gary Marshall. Ooh. I kind of couldn't believe that he agreed to do this. Me but either. I couldn't either. Me either. I was stunned. Stunned. Um. So the scene opens with Tina and Jenny in like their own little argument about <laughs> Bev and Nina and ignoring Gary Marshall. He looks bored. Uh-huh. Um. This is hilarious. Everything yeah. about this scene is hilarious. Um, once again, if Tina was actually as good at her job as Bet seems to think she is, this meeting never would have happened. <laughs> the man that why did that she is, take her to meet Sofia Coppola, her best friend, her best fucking friend? Like that would have that been would a be much a great, more logical honestly, person to direct yes. this film than Mister Romcom. <laughs> I'm like, I love Gary Marshall, but he is not the right person no. to direct this movie. Sofia Coppola no. would make this movie. Like if Les Girls was real, it would have been made yeah. by Sofia Coppola in 2005, and that's correct. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Jamie Babbitt. Yeah. I think it's like Elisa's Cholodenko more so than Jamie Babbitt. Oh, if I'm, yeah, I'm right. going to get like really right. get, get into it, uh, I would say right. that. But anyway, um, so then the, the best thing happens where he like basically pitches it as a romantic comedy to Jenny and Jenny's response, which could not be more perfect, is that she she's like, can I just add to it? Because I just had like a little brainstormy thing. Um, I think that, OK, what if Jesse is a sex worker? Okay. And uh, Karina is like a wealthy businesswoman. And then Karina hires Jesse for the night, sweeps her off her feet. They fall madly in love, Jenny, takes her shopping stop. on Rodeo Drive, and gives her the jewelry box. And then her hand almost gets caught, and she goes, ha, 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 like that. And then she sits in the bubble bath. Okay. That's good. That's good. But, you know, she's really sensitive about the material. Um, <laughs> she pretty woman. It is so funny. I screamed it's I, perfect it's it is perfect perfect like jenny becomes a monster this season but like a, a monster who is capable of delivering some really good burns yeah oh my yeah. god the whole thing it's just oh, oh. I, if there was it ever also a moment feels improvised yeah i was gonna say if there's ever a moment where i get the mia kirshner should have gotten an emmy it's this one <laughs> oh yeah this is an emmy for mia if if this they were at the tony emmys or whatever the fuck the pollster right award show for winners yeah um and they played a little clip it would be of this yeah. scene <laughs> for sure oh so good 
And again, I think in this scene, what we're supposed to take away, like the thing about this, uh, the way that a man gets it wrong this time is that he's really focused on like, wow, you've really just had the worst men that you were dating. You just right. really had bad luck with men. Like yeah. that's what he's focused on, even though that's like not really the point of the film. Right. At all. At all. Again, <laughs> props to Gary Marshall for... What, agreeing to this meeting? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> agree, no, oh, like the real life Gary Marshall agreeing yeah. to be yeah. in this episode. Yes, very uh-huh. much so. Uh-huh. We go back to Alice's. Phyllis is really, really trying to drag Leonard away. <laughs> and he has one more question. I think we should play this clip because this is where I lost my shit at, <laughs> at Leonard. This is where I gave up on Leonard. We can't take any more of their time, Leonard. Why? What are they doing that's more important than helping me understand why my life is suddenly falling apart? <laughs> Leonard? Sir, Leonard. <laughs> Lenny, can I call you Lenny? Um, Anything. You motherfucker. Big motherfucker. Literally anything is more important. I could name you a hundred things more important than that. Sitting, yeah. standing, sleeping, uh-huh. eating, lying down. Yeah. Carpet weaving. Wow. Vacuuming. Making a baby scarf. Wearing a giant sombrero that you got at the airport. <laughs> uh, drawing a map so that someone can find buried treasure. Killing Mark and Gomi in a number of ways. Yeah. Killing Angus because enough yeah there's, you mm. know dancing people love to dance it makes people very happy to, to dance i miss dancing or making a banana milkshake oh, i know so banana date milkshake oh that sounds so, good what about oh, making a chocolate milkshake Should we make that chocolate? is also way more important okay cool god i want a milkshake any milkshake is more important than this just man don't let shay have it so then fucking helen is like well she's got a point <laughs> Which is really funny, but also like, how about I don't encourage him, please? Yeah. She's yeah, like, she I don't have anything guy. to do. <laughs> but she does because <laughs> yeah. she forgot to go pick up Catherine's dry cleaning. But that scene hasn't happened yet. So anyway, right. Leonard continues to spiral. And Phyllis is like, Leonard, if I wasn't a lesbian, I would want to be with you. You're great. And they finally fucking leave. Yep. Yeah. And then Elsa's like, who needs a drink? And everyone's and her, like, hands all go up. Yeah. <laughs> like me, up. I was like, I need a drink. Jesus. Yeah. Then we go to the back alley oh. uh, of the set where Shani's house and Bet's house is. <laughs> Perpetual twilight over there, you know? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But, you know, what's not beautiful is Shay playing hockey with his father. Yeah. Not beautiful. Because his father is going to take him so far away, even though Shane got a present. Shane brings up a little present. It's a early birthday present and it's an entire ipod it sure is <laughs> and i was like man remember yeah i was like remember ipods first so i'm saying a product of its time this entire episode yeah. is just oh chef's kiss just so good the flip phones i mean oh, i love it oh yeah and then the sidekick with leonard mm. crawl is in my bed like the whole thing <laughs> we lived like this this also, is the way we lived shane put all their songs on it yeah shane put all their songs that they listened to on it it's very sweet and then dad's all excited and dad's all like i love this song and then shane like definitely wants to die (laughs) so like Uh, shay is wearing a shirt from wax it's a shirt you could gig in yeah (laughs) anyway they 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 leave it's sad i'm the only one who's really (laughs) sad but i was really sad because i really like shay as was previously mentioned but also the thing that i mean like sells it for me is okay right before shane really cries like shay leaves and shane does this like 
head nod thing. And it's such a great acting choice. And I'm obsessed with it because it's kind of like this, like, I'm going to stay tough, kind of like keep your head up physically, keep your chin up and then like just collapses. Yeah. And oh, anyway, I love that scene. I mean, it makes me sad, really sad. I mean, she's a phenomenal actor. Like she sells it, you know, like, like how broken she is because of this. Um, and she's like, I'll always be there if you need me and whatever. Anyway, she's crying on the ground. It's and then, awful. Anyway, Shay, if you're around uh, Shay McCutcheon, just drop a line. Let me know if you're okay. Yeah. Uh, so we go to, I think, the shed. Are we? I think we're in the shed again. In Max's I think we're in the shed. shed. I feel like every time we go back to the shed, there's like eight new pieces of furniture. <laughs> and like he's moved things it around. Seems, it seems you know what? Because he has a nice time. job now. So he can just redecorate his shed. Yeah, he does. He has a nice job. I mean... He's not prompt at his job. He is slacking at his job in Spacegate. I would like to note that the screen at the beginning, they're looking at our charts traffic, and it is not getting 40,000 hits an hour. It is getting 17,000 hits a day. Okay? You're not going to make any fucking money. 17,000 hits a day? That's what we got in, like, 2009. These numbers are trash. I mean, it could be a start of something big, Reese. Look what you built on 17,000 hits a day. Yeah, it's true. See, can't cut down a lesbian's dreams or bisexuals. (laughs) Grace is wearing just the most gigantic cowboy boots I've ever seen. Uh It's her shirt was so much that she was like, what can I put on my feet that will that will also be a lot? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I be the most? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was the most with the boots. So this all sucks. Max's (laughs) sister Maggie calls and misgenders him. And oh, by the way, mom died. Please don't come to the funeral. Peace. All bad. All bad. Everything sucks. Um, He didn't even know his mom was sick. He says that she was diagnosed eight weeks ago. Fucking shitty. Just super shitty. Um, and he says that his sister is the only person in his family that knew he was transitioning and that she thinks it'll be way too hard on everyone if he comes back. And Max is like, oh, maybe maybe she's right. It's just tragic. The whole scene is just very upsetting. Yeah. And he starts crying. And then Grace is like, uh, would it help if I went with you? Um, and he's like, how did you know that was what I needed? And I'm like, it's the most obvious thing. <laughs> That's true. It is. No one yeah. is going to be like, oh, I'm just going to like leave you to deal with that now. Bye. You're like, oh, I got it. Yeah. I forgot. I, I have to go get my boots uh, waxed. At the <laughs> yeah, I have to get my place. boots waxed. At I wax. have a boot appointment, so I got to go. <laughs> yeah. You know those boot appointments. It, they're hard to get. You have to schedule them weeks Way in out. advance. Way in advance. Yeah. Way in advance. I mean, even even if I wasn't dating Max, even if he was just my friend, I would probably still offer to go with him, you know, like yeah. just to be supportive. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, they're going to go back to the wild, the wild countryside of Skokie. Of basically very close to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so their relationship's going to go from zero to 5,000 really fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's one way to do it for sure. Mm -hmm. So we go back to Alice's and Alice, she thinks that that they really helped Leonard. (laughs) It's very funny. They're all drinking, and then Alice is like, by the way, Poppy, we have not forgotten what we were talking about, however many the fuck hours it's been That's right. before. Who are you into? And then this, like, funny bit keeps happening where, like, someone's phone rings, and they have to, like, uh-huh. dig through the room to figure out oh. whose phone it is and where it is. It's so cute, and the pillows fly so everywhere. Cute. 
Can yeah. I just mention again the best episode in terms of friendship? So cute. I know it's so great. Oh my god! I just want to say that because something sad's coming in a second. But like before yeah. it gets here, <laughs> just want to say love the shot of when Alice is pouring for all of them, and they have mixed mm-hmm. mac- in mugs. Yeah, I was just yes, that's yeah. exactly it. I love it's a wine mug. Ugh. Such a good it's detail. Like a wine mug. A I wine know. mug. Who does not love a wine mug? It's totally. so good. Okay. Next but a really sad thing happens, yeah. which is that Catherine wants Helena to pick up her dry cleaning. <laughs> well played. Uh, I don't remember what Poppy says here, but I wrote down Poppy is hilarious. So Poppy must have said something about <laughs> Catherine and Helena. But I, don't, yeah. I didn't write down what it was, but I did think it was funny. So there you go. Yeah. Another phone. Another hunt for a phone. More pillows flying. It's Shane calling Alice. And this is very sad. She is crying and walking around the streets of West Hollywood in a hoodie. And she says, I'm not doing well and asks Alice to come meet her. And then we reveal that she is standing underneath one of her gigantic fucking billboards. (laughs) And she just looks up at it and is like, fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted her to put her whole hood on like in Mean Girls when he puts his whole hood on. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, and then like, yeah. 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 Like Kenny on South Park a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I wanted a little like Shane's hiding in the hoodie. Yeah, just like her eyes poking out. Yeah. Some bangs. She says she's on Sunset and Harper. Yeah. So we go back to the planet where Kit has been drinking. Oh, Mm -hmm. Kit. Oh, Kit. Kit, 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 Kit. Angus (sighs) is like just hovering. Oh, my God. He's just like lingering. Why is he there? Why is he there? Great question. Great question. Get in the fuck out of there. That's right. And he's like, you shouldn't be drinking. And she's like, fuck you. And then he's like, won't you listen to me? And then she just gets up. And it's like, all right, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Everyone stop what you're doing. <laughs> hey, everybody. Stop what you're doing. Shut the fuck up and listen. Okay. The man wants to talk. <laughs> so good. <laughs> man, another scene in this episode where a white man needs to talk to some people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Love it. It's parallel. enormous staff. Yeah. Is like, oh, they all stop and they're like, okay, okay, okay. yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not. No. He loudly, shamefully, in front of everyone at the planet, <laughs> apologizes he does basically the cheating apology greatest hits. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. I made a mistake. I know you hate me. I don't blame you, but I love you. That's mm-hmm. that's all. That's what like the six key points of a I cheated and I'm sorry apology situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's going to stick around. I'm not going. I'm sticking <laughs> around. So then Kit's like, all right. And Kit leaves because she hates him just as much as we do. And that's what I would have done if he stood there and said he wasn't leaving. Then I would have left. And that is correct. Yeah. So good job, Kit. Yeah, good job, Kit. They should have brought Hazel in just so that everyone could have been like, this is what, just so you know. You're way too hot to be a papa. This was the decision. You you made this decision. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what you this did. Was... Ta-da. This was right here. And then uh, Kit's right here, and she's amazing. Uh, and fuck you. So we go back to- Art time. <laughs> <laughs> I love art. We go to Jody's studio where she has another point in the top off to Jody right here because she not only got Bet to help her but Bet is wearing coveralls. Hello. And looks amazing. She looks great, but that is a point to Jody because who else could have gotten that accomplished? No Nobody. one. Mm. Just no Jody. One. Yep, just Jody. I love them, love them, love them. 
So Jody once again advocates for Lonnie Shipman, which I appreciate. She reminded me of me in that part where like we're getting to the end of a meeting and I'm like, just want to make sure everyone knows that this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, we know. Bet wants a din- to have a dinner party so that Jody can meet all of Bet's insane, weird, beautiful friends. <laughs> and nothing bad will happen at that dinner party. Yeah, it'll be great. Every time they have a dinner party, yes, it on the show, goes really it well. It always goes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing dramatic. But that's what ever. friends are. Yeah. You know, you get together. And something terrible fight. happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's part of life. It is. There's ups and there's downs. You know, wow, really well said, Reese. That's just beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Then Bet smears dirt on her face, but she does it in the shape of a heart. Uh, it is. Heart. It's a shape of a heart. She goes like that. Well, you guys can't see me because you're at home, but I just made a heart with my fingers across my face. Carmen made a heart. I saw it with my eyes. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're cute, and Jody wants to spend the night, and they make out, and it's like awesome. So we go to Tina's final terrible meeting with Jenny. <laughs> we are now meeting Lawrence Bender, who's a big time producer, and they're meeting at a theater. Why are they meeting at a theater? Because he wants it to be a musical. And Jenny fucking loses her shit because all she's ever wanted is for this to be a musical? How? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. How? First, really? Well, first he's like, he's like, what? They ask like, what do you like about lesbians or something? And he's like, what's not lesbians? to like about lesbians? Like, oh, here we go. You know? Yeah, he's like, but what could be lesbians? Like, Lesbian Plus. Lesbian Plus was amazing and also should be a streaming service that you have to get an app for and is $3.99 a month. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and Jenny Lesbian. loves it. Like, he says it's a musical and you can tell Tina's like, okay, Jenny's gonna hate this. And Jenny's like, I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Tina's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Tina's like, man, thank God because the other meetings did not go great. Well, you know what, Mm-mm. Tina? You spoke too soon. So he's like, I've already put together a whole performance. I'm like, dude, like this is like a bit much for a pitch, but whatever. So he's in the theater because literally there is a performance about to happen. The curtains lift up and it's fucking Marina doing the same (laughs) opening monologue from the cold open of this episode. Mm -hmm. The set is a little different, but she's got dancers around her and everything. And then she introduces the Diddy Bops and they come out Uh and perform like the theme song of Les girls. Les yeah. Girls. Yeah. What? And this was not a dream uh-huh. that Jenny had. This happened. No. <laughs> this actually happened. Uh-huh. So obviously Jenny and Tina look at each other like, oh my God. Also, Lawrence says that he's this is this amazing artist. I've been dying to work with her. And I really want to he calls it like a marriage between Jenny and this artist, and it turns out to be Marina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Incredible. It's also like, come on. Yeah. Come on, Marina. Come on. Get out of here. Why are you still here? Yeah, get go home and shapeshift. So that was funny. One more thing I forgot we forgot to say is that then Marina comes up and sits on his lap and starts leering at Jenny. Ugh. She is such a creep. Then we go to Alice and Shane, who are sitting up by the billboard, drinking out of flasks. Um, and they have a lovely, cute little friendship scene here where Alice brought spray paint. She sits up on Shane's shoulders and starts to draw a mustache and a unibrow on the giant billboard of Shane. And then they just go nuts with the spray paint and just deface the whole thing. And it's ridiculous. And Shane thanks Alice for saving her and they hug and it's really sweet. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was a lovely end to the episode. It's so sweet. Another really cute for queer friendship. Yep. 
another win for Christmas. And by some miracle, no one got anything else on their criminal record for doing that. Good for them. Be gay, do crimes. That's the sum total of this. Yes. Be gay, do crimes. That's what we learned this week on the L word. Be gay, Be gay do, crimes. do crimes. Just don't get don't caught. Don't forget Catherine's dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget Catherine's dry cleaning. And that's the episode. All right, gang, what do we think? I feel like we liked this one. I like it. Yeah. I started by saying it's one of my favorites. Still true. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it too. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was funny. Um, Jenny was funny. My fave. Jenny. Jenny was was funny. funny. That was topped emotionally by Jody, and we love it. Love to see it. And we got like friendship scenes for like Mm -hmm. the entire episode. It was win, win, win. So much win. Yeah. 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 I mean, except the only for maybe bad part of the episode, not a win for Max. Yeah, no. it was Max's parts as usual. As usual, again, Ma- has Max. Max ever gotten had a real win on this show? Not once. <laughs> not once. Not a one. And again, we have Daniela C in scenes that no one else is in. Yep, all the time. Max is uh, is just as ostracized as the actor portraying him. It's, it's shitty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down. Still like the episode. Still no, really it's good. true though. Yeah. No, we love to bring it down. And that because then we bring it back up. All right. Because it was funny. <laughs> so I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Good episode. Everyone looked everyone looked great. Everyone did a really good job with their jobs. And it, everyone's it. skin looked really beautiful and radiant. Yes. Like whatever everyone's skincare routine was back in 2007 was like it was working for everyone. It was really good. It was. There we go. Carmen. Yes. Is there anything that you would like to plug for our listeners? And also, where can they find you? Okay. Well, um, I will go ahead and plug autostraddle.com because it pays my bills and I like to have my bills paid. So thank you for that. Anyone who goes to go (laughs) click on autostraddle.com today, please, I just want to say thank you. That's great. Um, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, and they're both the same. It's Carmen Sita Loves. I'm going to say it also not in English because that drives my mother's crazy when I do that. So that's Carmen Cita Loves or Carmen Cita Loves if you can't follow that. Um, yeah, I have to do it both times because when I say Spanish words in English, it drives. I hear her in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And um, you can find me there, Twitter and Instagram. That's it. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you. I had a this great was- time. This was delightful. It was wonderful to have you. Yeah, it truly was. And it's so late for you over there. I know. I greatly appreciate you. If I sound kind of slow, guys, it's because it's 1130 at night in the You sounded fast. Okay, no, good. you sounded sharp. Wonderful. Speedy. That's sharp. the power of sharp Tasha. Attack. The power of Tasha will power me through Absolutely. every time. Never mm. underestimate the power of Tasha. Never. You can find the show on Instagram and Twitter at to Ellen Back. You can find Reese at AutoWin, Autostraddle at Autostraddle, and me at CarlyTron. You can email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. We've got merch. If you go to store.autostraddle.com, you can buy it. There's also some other merch not related to this particular website, but that is wonderful. You're going to love it. Check it out, store.autostraddle.com. We have a hotline. It's 971-217-6130. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And the production of this podcast was done by Lauren Klein. And you can read uh, pictures on autostraddle.com. 
you can read the pictures on autoshuttle.com. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and now is the time where we do our L words. Once again, I am unprepared. I did not think of an L word. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Lucrative. Carmen, what did you say? I said lavender. A scent that I enjoy and also a word I got wrong on a spelling bee when I was younger and it haunts oh. me to this day. Oh. Reese, what did you say? I said lucrative Ooh. because um, I opened up a page of my book about the history of the cruise ship industry. <laughs> this is where I'm at now emotionally. And um, <laughs> that was in there. Incredible. Um, I said Liberty because I was thinking about the New York Liberty, I which knew is a WNBA no. team. And the WNBA 2020 season would have tipped off on May 15th. Oh. And because of everything that's happening, it did not. And I've just been thinking a lot about the WNBA lately. They got a really good prospect, though, right? Oh, my God. They got the number one draft pick. So. Her her WNBA, her Liberty jersey sold out the night she was drafted, like within an hour or so. She used to play for Oregon. Did I get that right, too? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu. She is one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. And due to the pandemic, she did not get to finish her last college season. So she didn't even get to, like play in the tournament um which sucks but you know we're all doing our best uh under very extenuating circumstances um and i miss the WNBA greatly and that's why i said liberty i knew nothing about sports so those were my two big i have like those two factoids and megan rapino and that's what i got Br- brilliant i love it i love it so much also lavender is a gay color hell that's, yeah it is i thought of the lavender menace because i've been watching mrs america which is not the point of this podcast i like that show i have not watched it yet I enjoy it. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. For dinner, bye. Bye. I'm having Thai food. I'm having Thai food for dinner. It's already here, and so I'm gonna go eat it. Oh my god, I want Thai food. Drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that we.